Welcome to Impact the World. For this episode, we bring you the audio of my monthly energy update, which is delivered to YouTube every single month. You can find the video version of this at my channel, Lee Harris Energy. And if you hit subscribe and the notification bell, you will always be notified when the energy update appears. We hope you enjoy this audio version of the energy update. Hi everyone, welcome to the December 2020 energy update. Where has 2022 gone? I don't know. Uh, but we're going to have a look at eight themes that have come to me for the month ahead. But I wanted to let you know, I will on December 21st, the day of the solstice, be doing a free annual energy update. So we'll put a link to that below so that you can make sure you sign up for that. It's an extended broadcast. I will also do some channeling at the end of that broadcast. So that's coming up on the 21st. But for today, let's look at the themes that we have. The big one, the in a way headline theme for this month, is that we are entering into the energetic leap. This is December 2022 to April 2023. So it runs right through January, February and March. This is going to be a time of high transformation. And the message to you is, how are you going to harness it? So when I tuned in yesterday, my guides were explaining how everything is going to accelerate and widen in the next four months. Now, of course, you think that seems odd given everything has been accelerating for so many years. But what they're saying is there is a real wide open space of potential for transformation in the coming four months and we're entering into it now. So how are you going to harness it is really a question that I offer that you can ask yourself. You might want to pattern down the hatches and live very quietly for a few months and stay quiet while that energy moves through. You may want to really harness it to create some big changes in your life. Some of them you might know. You might immediately be able to go, yeah, I want to change this, this and this. And so it's good to know that the next four months are going to be supportive for that. Some of them you may not know. It may be more that you want to shift a feeling. You want to experience more peace or less stress. If you get really intentional about that this month and beyond, there will be a lot of support for you to create that level of transformation in your life. Now, of course, whenever I hear of a big leap like this, I'm always curious about what's going to happen in the outside world. But it's really important for you to pay as much attention to your inner world as well as the outside world at times like these. We've seen a lot of seductive energy from the outside world pulling you off your own center, pulling you off track. It doesn't mean that we don't engage with what's going on out there, but it does mean that we mustn't make that our only focus. I know a lot of people right now who, if you ask them how they're doing, they mostly tell you stories about what's going on in the outside world. And it's left them very uneasy or 
off-center on the inside world. And one of the most important things that we can do is figure out how to look after our nervous system, figure out what we need in order to feel peaceful because we can't create peace out there if we don't know how to create it internally. So this energetic leap phase that we're entering into now, it needn't scare you. It needn't be something that you're like, oh God, I feel like there's been enough going on. You can choose how you use it. And maybe for you, the transformation is going to be, I'm gonna get really close to myself in the next three or four months. That, that's where I wanna put my focus now. But equally, there will be many of you who perhaps have felt like you're either dragging your feet on making change, changes happen, or you've felt blocked or like things haven't been in flow. December through the end of March is a big flow transformation period. So pay attention to what goes on in the outside world, but also ask yourself, how do I want to move through this time and really focus my intention? The end of the year is always a great time to look at intentions for yourself, not things that you have to stick to or try and achieve, but things to really hold as a spiritual goal or focus and to call those things in. I'll talk more about the energetic leap in the months to come. The next theme, as some of you that I was just speaking to will like, it's staying quiet internally and externally. Now, over the years of doing these updates, uh, I've always reminded you that the quiet, the silent is a very powerful place for us to be. We do not live in a world that values quiet or silence or asks us to value those things. There are certain parts of society, certain teachers, certain places that will value those things, but there are also so many gravitational forces that want to pull us out of peace and out of silence and out of stillness. So if you're overloaded or if you just feel like trying something different in the next month or two, how can you stay quiet? What would you staying quiet look like? It doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It just means you might minimize your level of engagement with the outside world compared to what you would normally do. Equally, it could be a practice of deepening. It could be you beginning to deepen a meditation practice or a journaling practice or some self-inquiry. The reason this theme comes up is staying quiet internally and externally is a powerful place to be right now. And if you think about it, when we're in a big energetic leap time where transformation energy is strong, one of the most important things we can do is get very clear about how we feel internally. The more we focus on an inner awareness in a time of transformation, the more the outer changes that we are going to bring to bear on our lives are going to be more potent, more aligned, better for you, better for the world. So staying quiet internally and externally, hopefully for some of you can be a permission slip that you shouldn't need from me or anyone else, but sometimes I don't think this world gives us enough of those permission slips. The third theme is underneath the chaos, seeds are being sown. Underneath the chaos, seeds are being sown. Which are yours? So this is an interesting one because we we've talked a lot about the chaos uh, of the last, more than just the last three years, for years now. But for you to recognize that Chaos is not the only layer of the planet. 
and what's going on on the planet. So a lot of us have been focused on chaos, turmoil, uh, disruption, and that is definitely taking place on the planet. But underneath all of that, seeds are being sown for the future, for your future, for our collective future. Can you see them? Can you support them? And more importantly, which are yours? I mentioned earlier some of the people that I've had some conversations with over the last few months who have felt very out of themselves, very much like a victim to a world that's just in chaos. And that's not a great place to be. I'm not saying that we don't all have moments where we visit that space inside ourselves, or perhaps we need to try that on for a few days or a few weeks to move something through us. But if you end up living there, you're actually missing your connection to everyday life that's happening right now, in this present moment. In this present moment right now, you are alive. And whatever it is that you fear is happening or may or may not happen, is not actually happening right now to you. So are you going to re-empower yourself to come back to the present and see what you can create for your future? So underneath the chaos seeds are being sown is a dual message. Number one, there is new growth, new birth, new life that will emerge from everything that we're going through right now and that is emerging. You may just not be tracking it. You may just not be looking in the right places. The noise of some of the mainstream media might be pulling your focus away from those areas where growth and positive change is happening. But equally, ask yourself, what seeds am I sowing for my future? It might be very simple. It might be, yep, I'm holding an intention that I want to have a less stressful life. And I don't know how I'm going to figure that out right now, but I've realized that is my biggest issue right now, stress and I don't want to live like this for another year. So I'm gonna hold the intention that I can create a less stressful life. So for example, your seeds can be sown, especially while we're going through this big leap time of transformation that's just really starting to ramp up in December. This next message, psychic overload needs grounding. Psychic overload needs grounding. So. This is a message that I think is for those of you who are newly getting connected to your spirit or your intuition or your psychic self, or you're going through a big awakening phase right now. We all go through periods where our connection to spirit ramps up, often referred to as an awakening phase where all of the lights go on in a very illuminating way compared to perhaps how you saw the world, perceived the world, sensed or felt the world before. Everything changes and everything shifts. But psychic overload needs grounding. So if you're somebody who is currently going through a big phase of deepening intuition, deepening psychic ability, or you're having a big awakening period in your life where you feel like you're more in touch with your spirit than ever before, don't forget it needs grounding. It's wonderful to ride those highs or those experiences, but you can overload your circuits and get too off balance into the realm of spirit. We are a human body and our role here is to run that spiritual energy through our body as much as we can. So we're not trying to escape this, although for many of us that can often be how we first encounter spirit. We leave the body because of trauma or because we don't like what's going on on earth. We find spirit and we go, oh, this is the safe place. 
but the real growth for us as a soul and a human spirit goes where we can allow the spirit to infuse the way we see the world, the way we relate to the world, the way we engage with the world. So slowly, we become a more spiritual human being. But if you cut out the human part, it can be very tricky. And if you start living in spirit without really paying attention to what's going on on the ground, it can really overload you. So, you know, I've always said that channeling is best used as part of a balanced diet. So for me and for those of you who resonate with things like channeling or intuition, it's a wonderful thing and it's a huge part of my life, but it's a part of my life and I use it to enhance all the other parts of my life and I make sure that I'm checking out the multidimensionality of myself and making sure that I'm as grounded as I can be or need to be in regular moments. So I just throw that message out there, not because I think that's a dominant theme, but that theme came through. So there's probably a group of you who listen to messages like mine who are going through some psychic overload right now. And you always have to be careful, especially if you have any history of psychiatric uh, issues or experiences that you've gone through. You know, it's always important to make sure that you encounter any of those energies in as grounded and as balanced a way as you can. So just be mindful of that. These are super intense times. And if you're doing a lot of psychic or intuitive work, or you're recently having an opening to that ability, recognize that this needs to be taken care of and needs to be grounded because this is the physical vehicle through which you are having those transmission experiences. So never forget the body. The next theme is a very interesting one and it was actually the first theme that came through yesterday for me. It's allowing trust to return. Allowing trust to return. So the context of this is post-trauma healing and a tender time of clearing and trusting again. We've talked a lot about the collective trauma of the last few years, uh, not only the collective trauma of the experience we've had since 2020, but in the years before that, we saw a lot of different trauma surfacing for different groups on the planet. We've been going through this time of awareness of our trauma and reparation around groups in society who have been more traumatized than others or by other groups and trying to bring a balance to that. So we've gone through many, many years of this. So now we're entering this more collective period where we're allowing trust to return. Because when we're healing trauma and when we have got in touch with our trauma, trust is usually something that has either been breached, challenged, damaged, or forgotten by us. So there is this message now that after so much trauma healing collectively, we're moving into a tender time of trusting again. So for you, allowing trust to return might show up in a very localized way. Perhaps you had a heartbreak with a really close friend and maybe you've got a new friend in your life and you're feeling close to them again, but you're having to let trust return for you because you still have a little heartbreak or a little betrayal. So that's a very local way of experiencing allowing your trust to return. But collectively as well, we're beginning to have an ability to let our hearts be back in the room 
So that may be something that you experience very directly, very personally, or it may be something that you start to witness around you. And of course, everything happens every day on earth in so many different ways. There are so many different things going on, but this allowing trust to return theme is going to rise in areas where trust has previously been lost. So look out for that in your own life and in people that you see around you. The uh, sixth uh, theme for this month is sobering truths that empower change. Sobering truths that empower change. You know, I think of a sobering truth as something that slightly, whoa, hits you between the eyes or there's usually an element of shock to it or surprise, it's quite strong or impactful, but the kind of truth that brings about change. So you learn something about somebody that's a little bit shocking at the time that you learn it, but it's going to lead you to a changed dynamic with that person that will ultimately be for the better, ultimately be healthier for both of you. Might be impactful on that Wednesday that you hear about it, But the following Tuesday and the weeks after that, you'll begin to start to reshape yourself around this initially sobering truth that actually is freeing both of you to have a higher level of relationship. I look at this on the world stage and so many things that we're seeing, impactful events that we're seeing around the world. You know, one of the themes for November was shifts in power. And we certainly saw a lot of power and oppression Uh, dynamics playing out in various parts of the world. It's it's very sobering and it's not easy to witness, feel, go through it. And yet the point of those movements and the point of those fights that many brave people are having are to empower change. So it's sobering in the moment that it's it's happening, but it will lead to a higher octave of being. It's It's a no against anything less than what is fair and just and really supporting human rights. Which is interesting because the next theme leads into that in some way or tandem tandems that. Theme number seven is exhaustion and struggle becoming the anger and fire of change. And this can be positive or challenging depending on the event. So exhaustion and struggle becoming the anger and fire of change. So, you know, we know that exhaustion and struggle have been themes for many, many people on the planet in recent years. And it can go one way or the other when that turns into anger and fire. Sometimes people hit their limit with exhaustion and struggle and their anger and fire comes out as a very hard boundary, a very hard no. It can be impactful. Sometimes it can be too much. Sometimes it can burn someone else. But equally, we're also seeing it happen in groups around the world, particularly when we look at some of the world events that are going on and a lot of people are tired of being exhausted by the regime or the organization that they are being held down by and the struggle that they're in because of the way that that system is gridlocking them. So many people are becoming the fire of change and saying no. And so that's why this can be positive or challenging depending on the event. It doesn't always mean the events go well. 
it doesn't always mean that the people that you would like to see thrive get to thrive. It can sometimes create a lot of mess, destruction, difficulty in the moment. But what we're actually seeing is a lot of people who are tired of being exhausted and struggling, rising up, using anger and fire to say no. And that's bringing a lot of change. So the reason I add to this theme that that can be positive or challenging depending on the event, sometimes people do it very unconsciously. They don't necessarily care how they affect others in the way that they do it if it's in a personal one-to-one situation. So that can be challenging. So this is why knowing your boundary is so important at the moment. It's a worldwide theme. It's a forever personal theme as we go through our lives, knowing our boundaries, knowing who we are, where we are, and what we need to stand for in our life is really important, especially as we go through this massive time of systemic change, which can break your heart on any given day. And that's why the next and final theme is the really important one. So theme number eight, where is the heart magic found and created? Where are you feeling lit up in your heart right now? Really important, very easy to overlook the importance of having a happy moment or a peaceful moment in your heart. If we cut those moments out as a society and as a world, if we don't nurture them, if we abandon them, if we are too traumatized to access them, we don't see them. We create those acts of heart magic. And of course, the universe, nature, the world of the animal kingdom, so many different aspects will also bring in heart magic. But as humans, one of the highest things we can do is create heart magic for others, experience it in ourselves, know how to nurture and generate it for ourselves, then that becomes part of our energy field. So given some of the heavier topics or elements of the topics I've spoken about being heavier today, this is so important. Where is the heart magic found and created? So knowing what lights you up. I've talked about this many times over the years. Maybe it's just putting on that favorite song of yours when you've had a really rough day. And that is not you... uh, doing something nice for yourself, that's actually you doing something smart for yourself. Because what you're doing when you press play on that song, even if you're not in the mood to press play on that song, is you're recognizing that you're having a tough time, but you're also recognizing you have the power to do something about it. Doesn't have to be a week-long holiday in a hot environment if that's not possible for you and that's just not in your wheelhouse, but we can change our mood and our energy within five minutes, we can start to create a more positive spiral inside ourselves. So put that favorite song of yours on for five minutes. Go and look at some beautiful lights in the street or in the park, whatever it is, make sure that you make time and room for creating and finding heart magic in this coming month. It's really important. And where you can't find or create it, The question is, is the challenge worth it to you or do you need to walk away or take a break? I'll use other people as an example, but you could also place this on places and things. But if I use people as an example, sometimes having a really tough conversation with somebody and a really tough couple of days with somebody can lead you to the most extraordinary heart magic. 
because you go through this healing dynamic with them and you get to this place of expansion. You both are playing out something that's a little bit knotted inside you, but it's worth it. You stick with it, you communicate, you go through the uncomfortable and then you have a heart magic moment. So that is worth the challenge. But sometimes you actually need to either walk away or take a break from a person, place or thing. And we have the power to know when we need to do that and to pay attention to, for that, to that, pay attention to that for ourselves. So I ask you, where is the heart magic found and created? And I also will pay attention to that for myself this month. We can be custodians of creating and finding heart magic. And guess what? Heart magic loves to amplify. Heart magic loves to light up other heart magic and it becomes an encompassing force, a magnetic force. So I hope in this month of December, you can find some heart magic. One of the things I've always loved about December is Christmas lights. You know, I love Christmas lights and uh, the, the, the bit of magic that they sprinkle everywhere. And you don't have to be into Christmas to like some of the Christmas elements that we see. So I think this is going to be a very interesting month for everybody, uh, a big month, but also I'll go back to what I said at the very beginning, staying quiet where you can and where you need to. Christmas can be a very challenging time emotionally. Uh, lost loved ones, difficult relationships. It can be glorious and beautiful, but it can be very challenging too. So make sure that you are a guardian of your own heart, your own heart magic, and some quiet time for yourself and your intentions this month. And I will look forward to seeing you on December 21st, the solstice for the annual energy update, which will be probably a, somewhere between 60 and 75 minutes. So check out the link underneath this video for that. I'm also delighted to tell you that we have just released a brand new music album, which you can see here. Uh, the album is called Timelines. It's eight pieces of music. As ever, it's myself and Devor Bozik. They are transformational soul-based songs. And we were thrilled we got to share the album in advance with those of you who took my initiation uh, experience, which ran through October and November. But now it's coming out for everybody. So from December 2nd, you can stream the album on all the platforms, download it. And we also have some beautiful CDs and vinyls for those of you who, like me, like to collect the physical and the art of a piece of music. So um, you can find all of that at leeharrismusic.com and we'll put the link underneath the video. Rebirth, my annual way to kick off the year. We're going into our sixth year. I find that just unbelievable. So starting in mid-January, Rebirth begins again. And the theme for the two weeks is renew your soul and chart your path. So I like to bring a really well-rounded program in January that's all about you filling yourself back up, figuring out what you want to call in in that coming year, and just really opening yourself to the energies that are moving in. So there are so many elements to rebirth. We'll play a trailer at the end of this video so that you can get a sense of it. And of course, you can find more details about it at the link below. Uh, and if you sign up now, you will immediately get an audio recording to start the journey.
And finally, for those of you who want to go deeper with me in my work on a monthly basis, the portal is where every month I do an in-depth energy update, including a channeled message from my guides, the Zs. I do that live, but then it's replayable, and we have so many different tools. Uh, it's often called a sanctuary for sensitives because every month we offer usually seven or eight different things, including the Portal Presents, where I get to commission some wonderful teachers, artists, healers to bring a new program to you every month. So it's a world of transformation and healing and support and community. If you want to try out the Portal, try it out for a month and see if it's for you. We'd love to have you in there. But for now, I will say Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy New Year, although I'll see you probably on January the 1st with the energy update for 2023. And I'll leave you with the Rebirth trailer. Take care. I hope you can join me for Rebirth 2023. This will be our sixth year of holding a Rebirth experience in January. And it's something that I originally created because I recognize that the end of a year and the beginning of a new year is a very potent and fertile time for us to let go of what we have walked through and call in what we would like to call in for the year ahead. So as well as practical and grounded guidance around how we do that and open to that, I also bring in my guides who will be very specifically working with the energy of 2023 and what we are about to walk into to help us center, ground, but also call in what it is that we want to next create. The Rebirth experience is very multidimensional. We have everything from Qigong to dance, to channeling, to grounded teaching, to energy exercises, to meditations, to music. We try and bring you as much as we possibly can in as rounded an experience as we can offer so that you can really immerse yourself in one of the themes for this year, which is renew your soul. It's something we all need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So a huge focus of Rebirth this year is renew your soul. And the other side of it is chart your path, helping you to map out the year that you're walking into with intention, with clarity, and with joy. So we look forward to you joining us for Rebirth 2023, where you can renew your soul and chart your path.